Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Sam. Hey, Britt. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm just enjoying the International Month of the Woman this month. <laughs> That's how I am. We get one month. It's a big month. It's a big month. It's exciting, you know, and we just had International Women's Day two days yeah. ago. So that's pretty exciting that we're celebrating all month, but had a big day this week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really do anything to celebrate. Did you? Um, I had a little wine, you know, to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> now so you, now you tell me. I know. Now you tell me. I should have zoomed you in. But no, it's it's great. And you know, the cool thing is we're seeing so many more women in the franchise industry. You know, we see it in the development side, women getting into franchising as development reps or as consultants. And we're seeing it a ton with clients lately too. Yes. And that's so exciting because I think as you and I talk historically, you know, being in franchising for an extended period of time, we didn't see a lot of women coming across across as franchisees and We'd or wanting to be franchisees. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we'd get on the phone with, um, you know, typically a man and they'd say, I don't think my wife really has an interest in being involved in the business. And now not only are we seeing a change there that couples kind of want to evaluate businesses together. I mean, I have so many clients right now that are women leading the charge. So that's really cool to be a part of and just seeing more women taking that leap into being entrepreneurs. I totally agree. I, I just think of the one of the last people I placed in the Mosquito franchise before we went out on our own was a single woman from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I just thought that was so cool that she was making this decision to diversify all on her own. And, you know, she was just so powerful in moving forward. And, and that's just a great feeling. And it's so exciting considering We've really only had the right to vote and for the last hundred years, we've only really had our had the right to have our own bank accounts, you know, for the last 60 years. When you start to think about some of those things, pretty exciting. It is. It's really exciting. You know, and we couldn't kick off, you know, International Women's Month, if you will, without having a powerhouse woman on our podcast today. That is a great way to describe Ali Zorik, a powerhouse. She's also the president of franchise development at Premium Service Brands. Welcome, Ali. Thank you guys so much. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. We're so excited that you're here. I've known you for, I think, eight years now. And so I really would love to walk through your background first. So tell us a little bit about how you dove into franchising and what your background is. Sure, absolutely. So I actually started my career with Starbucks corporate in the real estate division. So I was exposed to that big corporation mentality and ethics right out of college. From there, I moved into mortgage since I had a finance background and essentially finally got burnt out in 2009, as I think many of us did, no matter where we were at in our careers. And then after that, I took a role with a scent branding company out of Charlotte. And that's where I was first introduced to franchising. Part of my role was to sell into major accounts such as Anytime Fitness, Pump It Up, hotel chains. And so I saw the support that franchising gave its owners and was really impressed. 
A few years later, I was approached by Guidant Financial and spent close to the next nine years helping to build their partner channel and really put them on the map. After that chapter closed, I knew I wanted to move away from being a supplier and into the franchise development side of things. And after all of the options I was presented with, I ultimately decided to land at Premium Service Brands. Which is such an interesting place to land, which we'll get into entirely later in the conversation. But being on the funding side of franchising, you're exposed to lots of different FSOs, brand houses, franchisees. As you, and I'm sure you had many options on where you could have landed. Why PSB? What made you decide to go to premium service brands? Yeah, that's a great question. I really did explore a lot of options, you know, direct franchisors, FSOs, development companies, even consulting. And ultimately, I landed at premium service brands really because of our leadership team. For one, we've got decades of experience in the franchise industry. Um, our CEO, Paul Flick, he founded the company over 17 years ago and has since grown it to over 1,100 franchisees with 10 brands now and acquisitions keep coming in. He's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, Eric Wexler, as everybody knows in the industry, has been my long-term friend and mentor for the last 10 years. Ultimately, he was the main reason why I joined PSB because I knew he could give me a lot of mentorship um, so I could hopefully be his successor as he transitioned out of PSB. Um, and really just in addition to that, our COO, who's David Raymond, our CMO, Mark Montini, our VP of training, Deb Jewell, all of them have so much wealth of knowledge in how to support franchisee success. And the fact that premium service brands is built to stack brands and to su support that ambitious candidate that you all work with uh, was why I landed here at PSB. Wow. I can't believe the growth. I mean, to experience that level of growth across those brands is pretty remarkable. So you've got quite a few brands under the PSB umbrella. And so I'd love if you've would kind of dive into those for us, you know, give us a little high level taste of what you have at PSB. Sure. Absolutely. So all of our brands, all of our nine brands, we're really live with eight of them right now. One we just acquired on January 22nd, which was Ruderman, won't go live probably until the second half of this year. But the eight brands that we are currently uh, developing really all have the same nuances. It's, it's 90K to 110K in the investment. Franchise fee is 65K across all of them. And these are home service concepts that have a ton of open territory. So the first one would be, would be our mothership, and that's 360 painting. That's the one that's got close to 130 franchisees. Um, obviously, it's going to be your paint concept. Then we've got Pro Lift Garage Doors, which is exactly as it sounds, servicing and installing garage doors. That's currently at 40 locations now. Don't really say locations because we're not brick and mortar, but 40 existing franchisees. And then we've got Made Right. That's one that we took on last year in 2021 and really decided to redevelop the model and take it away from a master model in a more independent franchisee model, which has been a lot more successful. That one's grown to 25 franchisees now. We've also got Renew Crew, which is basically going to be the same as a Made Right, but for the exterior of your home. So doing the power washing, gutter cleaning, that kind of thing. That is at 15 existing franchisees. We've also got KitchenWise, which is an emerging brand that's seen a lot of traction as well. It's actually going to be morphing into a more of a home organization versus 
versus just kitchen organization that's sitting at 20 franchisees. We've got Rubbish Works, which is essentially an eco-friendly junk removal concept that really focuses on donating or recycling 50% of every load that they take on. That's sitting at 10 franchisees. We've got Grout Medic that we just acquired in Q4 of last year as well. And that's gonna be essentially your grout and tile cleaning and restoration. They sit at 65 existing franchisees. And then we close it out with House Doctor, which used to be Handyman Pro. We acquired House Doctor in Q4 as well and decided to roll Handyman Pro into House Doctor simply for the fact that Handyman Pro is a generic name and House Doctor had an established um, item 19 and more franchisees. So it was able to just kind of relaunch it under the House Doctor name. So that is our eight brands that we're currently developing. The great thing about premium service brands is what we promote as the stack or home one as Paul Flick has created. And that allows candidates to come in, scale a business, come back to you and potentially look at adding on and layering to their existing business. So for instance, if somebody comes in and buys a 360 painting, scales it to a million dollar business, and then a year later decides to add on a kitchen wise, they're utilizing the same infrastructure, same operations, same contact center, same marketing support. So it allows them to scale without introducing another franchising concept and or maybe ge geographical challenges. That is so impressive. I don't even know that I realized all the different brands that are in the PSB brand house. Um, really impressive there. Now we have clients that are working with you guys right now. And so we've gotten amazing feedback about your team and really about the brands and the way that they present. And there have been two that have, I think really stood out to us as very differentiated from anything else in franchising right now. And, and those two would be kitchen wise and rubbish works. Could you dive into those more than just surface level so that anyone listening has a better idea of what those are? Definitely. And I'll start with Rubbish Works just because that was one that was near to dear my heart when I first joined Premium Service Brands. And in fact, my first discovery day with the company, I was really close with one of the candidates, um, a woman out of Nashville who came on board as a franchisee. So to see women coming in and and definitely jumping into entrepreneurship was super exciting. So she'll stay with me for a long time. But both brands have a ton of white space, a lot of open territory available for both of these. But really, they can both be run truly semi-absentee with a very low startup. So both of those are very advantageous to an entrepreneur that's looking to either maybe come in as an executive model or a semi-absentee model. I think with premium service brands, as I mentioned before, with KitchenWise and Rubbishworks being two of our more emerging brands, even though they are emerging, they have super strong validation. So the franchisees that we've put into place already are already seeing success. With KitchenWise, they're able to leave training, knowing exactly how to measure, how to organize, how to make those bids with current clients that are coming through the process. And then with Rubbishworks, it's really a simple model where you're hiring potentially just a GM and then a laborer that's going to go out and upsell every truckload that they see. And really, as you leave training, we're in the ability to offer a little bit of flexibility with regards to the trucks. So we're not having any issues with inventory there. So both of these models, these franchisees are leading our training program and ready to generate revenue week one. 
Very cool. And, you know, I like that you're talking about how they can be kind of stacked services for franchisees. I like that they're really similar investment points. Help me understand, you gave a couple of good examples there of what the franchisee is is doing, what their role is, what their team is, what those couple of brands are. But help me understand, what are you looking for in a franchisee? Who's your ideal candidate? That's pretty easy. I think we being a service-based home franchises concept, um, it's a lower investment level. So we look for individuals who are either looking to leave corporate America and start their own business or potentially just looking to add another revenue stream as a semi-absentee model. So we can capture a lot of the candidates that are out there. Uh, We see a lot of engineers, manufacturers, C-level executives that are wanting to get into home services because it is so COVID resistant and thriving right now. We encourage veterans and obviously women candidates. We offer them a discount in our fees because we definitely want to see growth in both of those areas. Um, The candidate profile needs to be stable, meaning they need to have some liquidity that they're bringing to the table. So we're comfortable having them as a franchisee. The worst thing you can do is have a franchisee come in that's undercapitalized, that's never going to be able to launch their business properly. So I think due to our low investment models and the fact that we're not brick and mortar, we don't see issues that others do that are, you know, above the 350 and higher uh, concept range. That's really insightful. And I think the fact that all of the businesses in-house stay under that investment level is really, really helpful to you guys with the ability to stack. Now, we talked a lot about the ability to stack and all the things that you have there. What else is setting PSB apart from other brand houses that are out there in the franchising world? For me personally, and I'm just um, coming off of a virtual D-Day, so all this information is so fresh and and relevant, is obviously the ability to stack. Nobody else offers that. But our internal infrastructure and the way that we're set up to support our franchisees, they all have brand coaches. We do a 15 to 1 on that ratio so that we know the franchisees can be supported on a weekly, daily, monthly basis. These are coaches that are going to hold them accountable to make sure that they're following the system. As long as they follow the process, we've got the opportunity for them to be successful. So that's super important to us, as well as the technology. We have integrated technologies so that these franchisees can use vendors such as Service Titan and other Bonigo, other booking abilities, so that they're really not having to be marketing experts or technology experts or anything along that line. The marketing is best in class. We brought on a CMO um, that's been in the business for 20 years last fall. And he has since launched quarterly playbooks for all of our franchisees so that they really don't have to be a marketing expert. They also have a dedicated marketing person that's um, able to support them from the time they launch their business on. And then probably last but not least is our onboarding and our training. We have a four week onboarding and training program for every concept. So as soon as they sign their franchise agreement, the first week they're going to be setting up their partnerships and their um, entity name. Then they move into virtual training for the next two weeks, which is going to have them doing certain things throughout the process that they are held accountable for. And then the last week, they actually come to Charlottesville for the whole week. We have all brands come in together. They'll do separate breakouts. So brands will go do breakouts that um, really consist of virtual training and hands-on experience, giving bids, how to work with customers, and then actually graduate. We actually walk them down a procession line, put a hat on them, they put a pin on their map. So 
It's really great. I mean, I think when we do training and when candidates come in for discovery days, they really see what a family we are. It sounds like they feel really well supported and a big piece of, you know, what people look for is culture. And so even small things like getting to have that graduation must make them really feel like they're in a good culture. They're part of a great family. So I love to hear that. I also love that you talked a lot about support and systems and following a model. I think we all say it till we're blue in the face that franchising is about following the model. You buy into a franchise for the systems, the support, and you've got to follow the model. So I'm so glad that you talked about those pieces. You know, you have a ton of experience. You've worked with some really impressive brands and I imagine that at some point you got a great piece of advice that stuck with you. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? This was a really good question and hard to narrow down. I thought about it for a while and I ultimately landed on something my mom said to me a while ago. And what she said was, do what you love, not what you're told to love. For so long, I was in a career situation where I was stagnant, not challenged, and I didn't do anything about it because as we all know, change is tough. So when that change was forced on me, I realized what a blessing it was because it brought me so much growth and as a professional and a person in general that I know now that I will never put myself again in a situation that isn't something that's allowing me to thrive, love what I do both professionally and personally. I love that. My dad always said to me, do what you love and the money will follow. Very similar thing um, because you can always make more money. You can always find money, you know, but at the end of the day, you have to do what you love. What a great piece of advice. And moms always have the best advice. So kind of in the same vein, you obviously have a ton of talent, Allie. You've done a lot of amazing things in your career, and I'm sure we'll continue to do that. Franchising is a family, and, and it's a choice, and, and a lot of us end up here for various reasons. So we always like to ask, what is your personal compelling reason for entering the franchise world? That's a great question. I think for me, it's helping people achieve their dream of entrepreneurship. As you just said, franchising is a family. It, people don't recognize it's actually a pretty small industry. Once you're in, you for some reason can't get out. Um, some of my best friends I've met in my life is because of franchising, and I have no doubt they'll be in my life forever. Um, the other thing I love is that franchising is so supportive of each other. I have been lucky enough to meet and befriend a lot of female executives, which is like you two, who it's so refreshing to see an industry where women have each other's back and sincerely want to see you be successful and succeed, whereas other industries potentially have a survival of the fittest mentality. And I love being part of something where I'm helping to build amazing brands and franchise concepts that are going to help people realize that they don't have to be in corporate America. They can achieve their dream through franchise ownership. And if they do follow the process, as you said, Britt, then we'll help them be successful. And because of both of you, we're able to do that together. I really appreciate that answer. And I think it's so true. And Brittany and I can attest to that too, just how much of the support that we've received is from other women and, and really from people we wouldn't have anticipated it coming from. And there's nothing wrong with men. We have plenty of them on this podcast and there are plenty of them in the industry. But I do think, you know, franchising is a special place and it's a special place on all sides. You know, it, I think 
here on this podcast, the three of us have played many roles in franchising. And I just think it's a great place to be. Thank you so much, Allison. I really appreciate you joining us today. It was so fun to hear a little bit about your background. I did not expect you to tell us you worked at Starbucks. I don't think I identified that. So I just really am so impressed with all the things you've built. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you both for having me. Yes, we've really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, ladies. Can't wait to see what you guys do. And I know you're going to be tremendously successful and I'll be there to support you every step of the way. If you would like us to find your next match, you know where to find us. You can email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Find us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website at franpathconsulting.com to fill out your free business assessment. Have a great week.